It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's Editor-in-Chief, David Wildstein. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Happy October. We're, we're now just 31 days until Election Day when New Jersey picks its governor and its entire state Senate and assembly and scores of county and local elections. This was a big week in New Jersey, and here's why. A new Stockton University poll, this was the first time it brings the race for governor of New Jersey into single digits. And now Governor Murphy's lead over Jack Cittarelli is nine points. So this race may or may not be tightening, depend upon what models are used and what the, the, the reliability of these polls are. But this week was also the first debate between Murphy and and Cittarelli. He's a a former assemblyman from Somerset County. I'm going to talk a lot about the race for governor today. Coming up at 4.15, I'll speak with Governor Phil Murphy. This will be his first in-depth interview since his debate, and you're going to want to hear what he has to say. And then coming up at 4.38, a very special treat, I'll speak with Steve Adubato. He is an Emmy Award-winning TV anchor. He's an expert on leadership. And we'll talk about the Murphy Cittarelli campaign and about his one-hour special featuring interviews with both candidates. So let's talk a little bit about polling. A Monmouth University poll, and Patrick Murray, who who runs that poll, he's the gold standard of independent pollsters, uh, not just in New Jersey but across the country. That Monmouth poll had Murphy leading by 13 points last week. That was among registered voters. This week, the Stockton poll puts Murphy up by nine. That was among likely voters. Monmouth also had a turnout model to put the poll around where Stockton was. So it's it's creditable to think that it's no longer a, a double-digit race. The, the biggest takeaways, at least for me, are, are these. One, that Chitterelli's job approval ratings remain strong. I'm sorry, and I meant to say Murphy's job approval ratings remain strong. He's at 54%, with favorables of about 50%. Or, or, and, and, and by a, a, an enormous margin, New Jerseyans want Murphy, not Chitterelli, to manage the state's response to COVID. But, and, and this is in, an important but, voters are split on who they think would best manage the state's economy. Jack Cittarelli was just a little bit ahead of the Governor Murphy. My second takeaway is that with vote by mail already underway, early voting starts in three weeks. There's a huge chunk of New Jersey voters, 45% of them, that still have no idea who Jack Cittarelli is. So, and, and, and this, is, this is really a simplistic analysis, with Murphy's job approval ratings holding, Chitterelli can't win this election unless more people know who he is. And the challenge for Chitterelli is to define himself before Murphy defines Chitterelli for voters. So far, two of the three Murphy campaign ads are, are, are looking to tie Chitterelli to Donald Trump. This is David Wilds, and I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. I'm talking about the governor's race on New Jersey Globe Power Hour, Talk Radio 77 WABC, and I thought the Murphy-Cittarelli debate was incredibly good. It was informative. It was animated. They both threw punches, but none of them were knockout punches. Nobody really made an enormous gaffe, which is something you look for in these debates. Uh, frankly, I didn't see a clear winner immediately after the debate. 
But some new data has emerged that causes me to reconsider my view of that. Uh, the debate was on ABC TV, Channel 7 in New York, Channel 6 in Philadelphia. It aired in the time slot that viewers usually watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. And when I looked at the ratings for last Tuesday, the New Jersey gubernatorial debate was the top-rated show in both media markets in New York. Get this. More people watched Murphy versus Chitterelli than watched the Yankee game. And that is that's great news for Chitterelli because almost a half a million adults, I mean, some of them don't live in New Jersey, but Chitterelli got the most exposure he's received in this entire campaign in a debate performance where he did well. And when nearly half the voters in the state don't know who you are, a primetime adjacent debate among Jeopardy! Wheel of Fortune watchers is a big, big deal. And it's noteworthy to point out that Chitterelli has, for the second consecutive week, he's, he's outraised Phil Murphy. And in New Jersey, where, where public financing of gubernatorial campaigns give you $2 for every dollar you raise, Chitterelli's suddenly starting to raise money. So... Uh, and we should be clear, Murphy's raised $2.5 million more than Chitterelli so far. That's a big deal. Uh, but for those looking for a silver lining, Chitterelli's in a sprint. Now, this, this is hugely important. The next debate is on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., where the candidates for lieutenant governor, Diane Allen and Sheila Oliver, will face off. I'll be moderating that debate. Micah Rasmussen of Ryder University and Chanel McLeod of Project Ready will join me. They'll be asking questions. You can watch the debate on the New Jersey Globe website, newjerseyglobe.com, and it'll live stream on our social media platforms. Uh, And there's some more good news. The lieutenant governor debate will broadcast right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC next Saturday at 4 p.m. So please be sure to watch or or listen. Uh, I will be right back with Governor Phil Murphy. This is is going to be a very detailed interview. Uh, uh, and, and the governor graciously has given me a lot of time. So please stay where you are. You will not want to miss this. And after that, I'll speak with the very talented Emmy Award-winning TV host, Steve Adubato, to talk more about the New Jersey governor's race. This is David Wildstein, the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would, too, if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived a shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines at motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state? Come on, Phil. With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Cittarelli as governor, we will. Paid for by Cittarelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey. When it comes to autism, finding the right words can be tough. Finding community in these challenging times doesn't have to be. 
Join us, even virtually, to move together towards a kinder world for the millions of people on the autism spectrum. Find out how at autismspeaks.org slash together. school, classic, punk, indie, 80s, 90s, whatever. If it's got passion and a backbeat, I want to hear it. And I want to know more about the artists who create it. That's why I read Rock and Roll Globe. Rockandrollglobe.com features the sharpest takes about what's good and what's um, not so good in music. They call it real writing about real music. It's not for woke 22-year-olds. It's just crisp, surprising insight into music of all kinds, interviews with performers, concise reviews of hot new records, a look back at that great album that changed everything. It's all on rockandrollglobe.com. Check out Rock and Roll Globe. That's rockandrollglobe.com. I could hardly wait. Paid for by Bar Justice. It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's editor-in-chief, David Wildstein. In a blue state that frequently prefers Republican governors, Phil Murphy wants to be the first Democratic incumbent since 1977 to win a second term. Governor, this is your your third appearance on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour, so welcome back. Honored to be back, David. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And and as you know better than anybody, uh, Election Day is 31 days away. Folks are voting right now. Uh, So you'll know if you're going to be unemployed next year. Uh, within the next month. Has is, is updating your resume even occurred to you, or you, you feel good about your chances? Uh, listen, I, we don't take anything for granted, I promise you. So we're going to fight this thing uh, every step of the way. 31 days till the election, but only 21 days until in-person early voting for the first time in our state's history, which is pretty cool. Um, and that should It should, if, if, if we're like any other state that's done that, that should in, in, increase participation, which is always good. And you're confident that it's going to work? Yeah, I'm confident it'll work, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and I mean this. I don't care who folks vote for, but if this allows flexibility and latitude for more folks to vote, that's what this is all about. You know, a lot of America is closing democracy down, and I'm proud of the fact that we're opening it up. And polls will be open. I just want to make sure I have it right from uh, October 23rd through, through yeah, Halloween. Through the, 30, through the 31st, correct. Nine straight days. Two weekends, which allows us to do our version of souls to the polls that a lot of other states have done really well. Then polls are closed for Monday the 1st to get ready for the 2nd, and then we're wide open on Election Day, November 2nd. And then that's it. Then that's it. Unlike some states, you can't vote after Election Day. You cannot vote after Election Day. Uh, we'll give you a number of days to count mail-in ballots. We're doing mail-in voting like, as we as we normally do, so vote by mail is back to the normal way. you got to request a ballot, uh, but that process is largely back to normal, and uh, looking forward to getting as many folks out to vote as possible. And so, Governor, in your debate this week, you said you were 100% committed to no tax increases over the next four years. Uh, but I want to—I just want to clarify, does that include uh, fees or licenses or tolls and fares? Yeah, I mean, I, 
on, on a thing like NJ Transit, we, we, we have to look at that as an annual basis, but we've had four years in a row of no increases in the Christie administration. They, they went up 36%. But I, but I mean it as a, as, a, as a real substantive matter. It's not the first time I've said it. The, the, the moderator asked me to make a pledge. I don't think I've been asked to make a pledge, but I have been asked before about t- uh, taxes, and I said, we're, I think the way I put it is we're done with taxes. And I'm listen, what we did... We did what we said we would do, is, which is if you're really wealthy or you're a big corporation, we've asked you to pay some more. But we've delivered overwhelmingly tax relief and affordability relief to the middle class and those who aspire to get into it. So uh, we've done what we said we were going to do. We feel very comfortable with the trajectory. We still have a lot of work, obviously, in the state digging out of what we we inherited. But I like the journey that we're on and the direction we're headed. And do you think – you think utility bills will get higher as you come closer to your uh, implementing your your energy master plan? I hope not. I mean the the the, the ratepayer, the advocate for the ratepayer, is right center stage on all of the deliberations at the board of public utilities. I think almost unlike any other American state. So it's it's not only imperative that we we have clean energy as fast and as responsibly as we can get it, but that we do it in a way that is not on the back of the of the ratepayer, on the consumer, on the resident of the state. I think I think given the trajectory and the reduction of costs for alternatives like offshore wind and solar, um, I'm confident that we'll be able to you know have and both, not just either or. I'm speaking with New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. And Governor, I mean, you hear it all the time. People from both parties, they say property taxes in New Jersey are, are too high. And in, in Middletown, where you live, do you think your own taxes are too high? You know, I, I'd rather forget about my lens. I, we, we promised we'd make the state more affordable, and we've been on that from day one, and we've made a lot of progress. So listen, on the narrow question of property taxes, which rightfully – is one of the structural deficits and one of the big headaches that folks uh, that, that we inherited, one of the big he- headaches that folks live with. We've made progress. I mean, we've got you know we've all-time record public education funding. That matters from the state side because that's 53% of your property tax bill, H- homestead rebate, senior freeze. So we've thrown a lot at this, but more. And, I, and I, we're going to continue to do that, by the way, because we're not where we, where, where we need to be. But in, in terms of affordability. Uh, the broader question of affordability, we've made a, a ton of progress, and I want to make more. So college is more affordable. Uh, daycare is more affordable. Uh, income taxes for a working-class family are are better than they were uh, almost four years ago. Uh, Health care, et cetera. So that's progress we've made that we want to continue to make. And, and Governor, there's, there's – there was a lot of talk about Donald Trump in your debate. There's uh, Donald Trump is front and center in two of your campaign ads, but but I'm not hearing a lot about President Joe Biden so far. If if New Jersey, well, how do you think Joe Biden is doing? How what's 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 your view both globally and how he's impacting New Jersey? So on the Trump piece, before I get off of that, there may be a couple of different angles that you mentioned uh, that that is part of our campaign. But the biggest one is that my opponent willfully attended a Stop the Steal rally uh, with his name and photo on the invitation, standing there with the sign Stop the Seal, Confederate flags, white supremacists, the same cocktail that led to the near-democratic, uh, I, I say with a small d, tragedy on January 6th with loss of life, including a, a police officer who was a native son of New Jersey. So I, I, I can't 
we cannot ignore that. That that to me is at the level of disqualifying. And I apologize opponent. for interrupting you, but but he told me that he didn't know it was a stop to steal rally. Yeah, do, do you believe I, I, I him? Or you... think, yeah, I, I don't listen. Uh, it's one of two things. It's one of like you've got to be kidding me when you look at the pictures, not his cropped out. Uh, uh, a cut and paste picture, but the actual picture with him with a sign, stop the seal sign and Confederate flags, it's beyond any amount of uh, credulity to think that, that that's what really happened. But with his name and photo on the flyer to invite, it's either incompetence uh, by him and his team or it is playing fast and loose with the truth. And in either case, it's disqualified to be governor of New Jersey. Um, in, in terms of President Biden, um, listen, he has already done a lot for us. Twelve counties with a major disaster declaration coming out of Ida, a lot of support uh, for the Gateway Project, a, a lot of the values that we're already, you know, a lot of programs that, that are underpinned by values that we're already uh, embracing and are on top of uh, in New Jersey um, the, the decision to end the war in Afghanistan, I think, is the right one. But my God, what an awful, uh, messy, tragic, uh, and uh, and and uh, and then more domestically, um, I just hope we get this infrastructure situation, the, the infrastructure bill, resolved because it's so much. Whether it's the hard stuff, the hard assets, or the softer, more human stuff, we're doing almost all of it already in New Jersey. It would allow us to do it faster and at a bigger scale, and that that'd be a, a, you know we're, we're the most densely populated state in America with a dis, you know our own disproportionate share of legacy assets. Uh, that would be huge for us. I hope that, that that gets out of Congress and gets signed by the president and get that money on the street. And Governor, you you have consistently, and I've heard you, you know, dozens and dozens of times, you pay tribute to our veterans, but. Some veterans groups, like the the state VFW, say you won't meet with them. They say you didn't respond to an invitation to appear before their group, and they they want answers about COVID related deaths at state run veterans homes. What's what's going on with that? I, I, I'm not sure I'm aware of the invitation. I take them very seriously. In fact, I remember campaigning uh, with John Kerry four years ago uh, with. Um, either in a VFW post or with a lot of members of VFW. So uh, as it relates to the specific uh, invitation, I, I want to come back to you on that because we, we, we are with veterans all the time, including with veterans groups. Listen, the loss of, if it's about the loss of life in the veterans' homes, it's a, it's a tragedy within the tragedy. Uh, I write down literally every single day when I get my COVID statistics, I write down the following three numbers, 64, 81, 11. And those numbers, thank God, have not moved uh, in a while. But there was a while when they were going up through the roof. And those are the losses of, of life at, uh, at Menlo Park, Paramus, Vineland, uh, veterans' homes, respectively. Um, and and it's, it's, as I said, it's the tragedy with, within the tragedy. Um, I'm, ha- I'm happy to say, uh, as, a, as a reaction to that, but so happy is not the right word, but I'm I think it's notable that I've signed a package of bills uh, that will tighten the system uh, meaningfully uh, in terms of, of leadership and inspections protocols. Um, but again, this was early on for the most part. 
we got clobbered. Long-term care got clobbered, and sadly, our veterans' homes got clobbered within that, and it was a tragedy within the tragedy. But God bless our veterans. We've got 400,000 of them in this state. I pay honor to them all the time, and I have no issue ever meeting with veterans. And I'm speaking with Phil Murphy, the governor of New Jersey and a candidate for, for re-election this year. Governor, governor on, a, on another radio show this week, Jack Cittarelli declined to offer a definition of, of white privilege. So let me ask you the same question. How do you define white privilege? Yeah, I did not hear that interview. Someone's told me about it. I did not hear it. Listen, we're in year, David, if my math is right, 402 since slavery came to our shores in North America, and we're still digging out of that legacy. Um, and the, the the reality and the and the price that we have paid and continue to pay is unambiguous. Uh, it's why I support with great passion the Amistad Commission, which is in New Jersey committed to teaching the whole truth and nothing but the truth about slavery and its legacy in our country. And it's not a it's not just in the history books. It's what exists today. So let's all just accept that as a reality and do everything we can. And we've done a lot over the first three years, three and three quarters years. But there's still a long road still to travel, whether it's criminal justice reform or expungement or fund the way we fund public education that disproportionately uh, puts resources to, to work in black and brown communities, whatever it might be, let's just stop arguing about what it's, accept it, make sure everybody, including generations to come, understand why it exists, and together, let's do the stuff that we know we need to do uh, to, to make that, that, that progress on that long road uh, toward equality and, and, and social justice. And, and Governor, the Star-Ledger, as is, is I think you've seen, reported last week that uh, pharmaceutical companies paid your opponent, Jack Cittarelli, over $12 million to print in a, in a medical journal that his company published that the risk of opioid abuse among patients with chronic pain was, was very low. Your campaign called the report explosive. Was it? Are you disturbed by that? I'm very disturbed by it. I think... Anybody who looks at that should be disturbed by it. He gives you the impression when he says he's like a Main Street small businessman. I mean, among other things, that article told me, uh, with all due respect, uh, you were ma- you were making money from big opioid manufacturers. And if I understand it, most of it was in the state of Tennessee. So uh, enough already about the Main Street small businessman. But the worst part is, uh, if I if you believe the article, is you're basically getting paid by the same folks who are who are dispensing opioids and 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 I, I was extremely disturbed by that and I think we should anybody who reads it looks at it should be and, and governor Murphy it's, it's, is it fair for Jack Cittarelli if if you're if you're talking about his business practices is it fair for him to talk about deals that Goldman Sachs made when you were there and one of the things he came back with is well well Phil Murphy invested in a Chinese shoe manufacturer that paid people yeah. something like 20 cents an hour is that, is that yeah let, let, let me that tell you how fair? i react to that yeah let me i'll tell you how i react to that david it's a good question um it's very different when you're talking about a, a firm with 20 or thirty thousand people i had nothing I, I don't even know what he's talking about i had nothing to do with that and he knows that he's trying to change the subject this company that he had that that 
made money off opioid manufacturers and gave people the advice they gave. Uh, that's his company. That is literally his company. Founder, CEO, that's him. That's a decision he personally makes. He knows that. that that's completely ludicrous to compare that to what Goldman Sachs may have done with twenty or 30,000 people, something I had nothing to do with. Um, I, I, I think that's incredibly offensive to, to anybody who was particularly those who were impacted by by the whole scourge of opioids. And you know, as, as I'm sure you know, as, as well as anybody, Governor, social media can get it can get mean, it can get personal. How do you feel when when you you see tweets or you see Facebook posts where somebody questions your patriotism or, or your faith? Yeah, I, it's it's a big reason, David, why I don't read. I don't spend a lot of time reading that stuff. Um, I, I, I'm completely comfortable. I don't have listen in this line of business. You go into it with your eyes open. You know that people will take shots at you. Uh, I'm completely. I love my country, um, and I know exactly how I feel about my country. Uh, I am a man of faith, uh, and that's my business, not anyone else's. But that doesn't bother me. The stuff that bothers me is when folks go after my family, and that that's out of bounds. And in, in fairness, I think the assemblyman agrees with that. And he had an ugly incident, as I recall, in the primary, and and uh, and he and his wife were right about that. And uh, I feel equally strongly that family is not part of the discussion. And and Governor, I don't I don't take sides very often, as you know, but I'm I'm with you and with Jack Chidorelli on that 100. percent I mean, it is yep. family ought to be off bounds all the time, uh, not just in campaigns, but for the media too. So so I'm I'm with you on that one. Uh, yep. I want to ask you I want to ask you the final question before you know our time runs out. That as you know, the New Jersey Globe sponsoring the Lieutenant Governor's debate on Tuesday night. I will, for better or for worse, I'll be moderating. And the LG's race. I wish you well. Well, thank you. Thank you. It, it, this race for lieutenant governor, it's, it's gotten practically no attention at all. Why is it important for New Jerseyans to watch this debate? Oh, it's incredibly important because the lieutenant governor could be governor uh, in a heartbeat. Um, and, and folks have to look at that debate through that lens. Uh, and one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life was to select Sheila Oliver as my lieutenant governor and partner in government. Um, and she's done an extraordinary job. And as, as you know, in New Jersey, the lieutenant governor is required to have a, a second hat. So she's run the Department of Community Affairs, which is one of our biggest and most consequential. Uh, so that's the reason why folks have to pay attention. It isn't just that because you're the moderator, David, although I'm sure people will tune in for that as well. Um, oh, thank you. And I have to say, I, I, I haven't said this a lot, but I, I've been somewhat taken aback and disappointed by some of the stuff that Diane Allen has said since she was selected for the very simple reason I always associated her with being a pretty moderate uh, member of the Republican caucus. In fact, I signed a bill that had her name on it. Uh, so I've been a little bit taken back by some of the sort of deep right-wing sort of Trump stuff that she's been saying. So this is it should be interesting. And again, I, I can't tell you how much, uh, how highly I think of Sheila and obviously Wish her well on Tuesday and wish, wish you as well as the moderator. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and I, I think it'd be interesting. And it's important to point out. I mean, if, if you do nothing else than look across the Hudson River into New York, lieutenant governors yeah. could become governor someday. David, that's exactly why I was, I was going to make that point. It happens and it happens with more frequency than people 
understand the lieutenant governor in Rhode Island uh, is the governor uh, based on a, a move that was you know, the, the governor made six or eight months ago. That It happens. I'm not planning on going anywhere. Uh, but as my, my old man used to remind me, man proposes, but God disposes. So you got to wake up every day and, and uh, thank your lucky stars and say a prayer that you, you're, you're there, you're alive, and you're moving forward. But folks, taking this debate and taking the race and, and the com- contrast for lieutenant governor is smart. People need to pay attention. And New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, thank you, as always, for joining me today. David, thanks for having me. Good luck on Tuesday. Thank you. Uh, And I'll be right back with Emmy Award-winning TV host Steve Adubato to talk more about New Jersey politics. So please just stay right where you are. This is David Wildstein, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. This fall is a perfect time to reduce your energy bills and go solar with the world's most trusted brand, LG. The LG Solar Concierge is the only place to get online quotes directly from the certified LG Pro installer network. With the LG Solar Concierge, you're guaranteed a customized quality system with a 25-year best-in-class warranty. Going solar has never been this easy. Get started today at solar.com slash LG. That's solar.com slash LG. Mention this ad for an additional $250 rebate on your project. When it comes to autism, finding the right words can be tough. Finding community in these challenging times doesn't have to be. Join us, even virtually, to move together towards a kinder world for the millions of people on the autism spectrum. Find out how at autismspeaks.org slash together. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would, too, if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived a shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines of motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state? Come on, Phil. With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Cittarelli as governor, we will. Paid for by Cittarelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. If you're interested in a rewarding and money-making career in fitness as a personal trainer, now is your time because ISSA is guaranteeing you will get a job. That's right. There's a huge demand for certified personal trainers in New York. So once you get certified, ISSA guarantees you'll get a job. Just text TRAINER to 323232 now to get started for free. You can get certified in less than four weeks and start making money now. ISSA takes all the guesswork out of it for you with hands-on, real-world training experience at a gym near you. When you're ISSA certified, you'll have a job and your first five clients guaranteed. <clears throat> Text TRAINER to 322232 right now to get started for free. You do everything at your own pace. All coursework is 100% online. Get certified and start making money fast, guaranteed. Just text TRAINER to 322232 right now to get started for free. Text the word TRAINER to 322232. 
It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein. Steve Adubato is the Emmy Award-winning anchor of State of Affairs, which which airs on public broadcasting and the author of Lessons in Leadership. Uh, Dr. Adubato, I've known you for more than 40 years. You were a brilliant political analyst, and it's always a pleasure to have you on. Well, it's my honor and pleasure, David. I've been listening. It's a great show, as it is every Saturday. Thank you very much. You and the team. That's too kind. Thank you. You produced a a special that's airing across the state over the next two weeks, in-depth interviews of Phil Murphy and Jack Cittarelli. What are your biggest takeaways from those interviews? Um, First of all, these are two very decent guys. Um, they're, They're people who care about the people of New Jersey, but their views of the world are dramatically different, David. Their political ideologies dramatically different um different personalities different styles etc cetera, etc cetera. but to me it was all about the most important pressing issues that had to be discussed separately debates are fine but to me in-depth interviews around such issues as how to handle COVID 19 how it's been handled by the governor how jack Cittarelli would handle it differently the question of taxes property taxes the highest in the nation the question of child care and how to provide uh, universal pre-K, but also expanded child care and doing all these things and other things, including protecting our kids in schools um, while still keeping the budget under control and our taxes somewhere. Uh, I can't even say reasonable because they're not reasonable. They're out of control by anyone's standards. But uh, those were the issues and a whole range of other issues, including trying to understand exactly who Jack Chitterelli is today versus who he was five years ago when he said Donald Trump was not qualified to be president, and then he voted for him in 2020. A lot of interesting stuff. Is Cittarelli, in your opinion, is he is he a moderate who's talking more conservative, or has he, has he always been a conservative who had sort of taken a, a more moderate public position four years ago? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I've interviewed Jack Cittarelli many, many times when he was in the legislature, um, when he was thinking of running for governor. To me, he always struck me as a moderate, reasonable Republican. And then he, again, he said in 2015, Donald Trump wasn't qualified to be president. Then he voted for him in 2020. And then he said, because he agreed with him on the issues. And then the question becomes, what's he doing at a stop the steal rally with Confederate flags there? And then saying, I had no idea that it was a stop the steal rally when his own picture and name were on the uh, the poster promoting the event. I'm confused about Jack Cittarelli, and I think politically he tried to move very close to Donald Trump in anticipation of a Republican primary. And then, after he didn't have that primary, tries to move to the center. Uh, and now, all of a sudden, he's for driver's license for illegal immigrants. Um, never really knew that about him. And I don't think you can run away from what he has said publicly and where he is right now. It's confusing to people. And what about Phil Murphy? Do you get the I – mean, he he he's – He's a self-professed liberal Democrat, but some of his political opponents say that he's even more liberal than he says he is. What what did you get out of these interviews and after watching him for the last six years? So, so listen, I respect and like Phil Murphy as a person um, and also the first lady. He's been with us many times. Tammy Murphy, Tammy Murphy, a very strong, important figure in the state, has made a difference, particularly, again, in the area of maternal uh, um, health um, infant mortality issues. But I'll say this about Phil Murphy. Um, I challenged him very assertively and somewhat argue aggressively if you watch the interview that's on tomorrow 
on NJPBS and also throughout the month on public television and the Chitterelli half hours. They're on alternating weeks. But I'll say this. I pressed him on the nursing home issue as respect to, uh, as respect to COVID. I asked him very simply, did you make a mistake? Do you regret the decision you made by sending people who were in nursing homes and then were sick with COVID in hospitals and came and went back into those nursing homes? And he kept saying that the nursing homes said that they were going to separate people. They were going to protect people who were in the nursing homes from those who were coming back. And my argument was, how could you not verify that? How could the Department of Health and other departments not verify it? I know it was a terribly difficult decision. He doesn't regret it at all. He doesn't take responsibility for it. And I have a problem with that. Um, And I can't keep asking the same question over and over again because uh, he's not going to give me a different answer. But people can decide for themselves when they watch it. And I'm speaking with Steve Adubato, Emmy Award-winning anchor of State of Affairs. Uh, Phil Murphy's ahead in this race, you know, anywhere from from high single digits to to, to 13, 14 percent. Is this race winnable for Jack Chitterelli? First of all, I don't think it's 13 or 14 percent. I think it's probably in the 8 to 10 range. I'm not a numbers guy when it comes to polls. I don't obsess over horse race uh, polls. But I would say this. It's a Democratic state that you know better than most people, David, with your political mind. But I'm going to say this. It's more Democratic than when Chris Christie was elected governor, when Christy Christie, Chris, excuse me, Christy Whitman was elected governor, and before that, Tom Kane, way back in the 80s, uh, way more Democratic. So there are a lot of people who are going to vote for Phil Murphy because he's a Democrat. They don't know much about his record. He has a D after his name, so they're going to vote for him. So it's an incredibly uphill battle for Chitterelli. Say there's 10 or 15 percent of the electorate that hasn't decided yet. He's got to get 60, 70 percent, Jack Chitterelli, of those voters who haven't decided in order to have a fighting chance because it is such a blue state. Um, But, you know, again, it could happen. People have been wrong about polls before. But right now, this is a very, very blue state, and it leans in favor of Phil Murphy because he's a Democrat and has a ton of money and is spending it on 30-second commercials. And one of the things – I mean, I – been thinking about this recently this is this is my 13th new jersey governor's race so as i was as i was thinking about this question given the house that you grew up in i think this is your 15th or 16th uh um you're probably right because both of us grew up in homes where we started being aware of gubernatorial elections (laughs) very very early we were we were we were incredibly young but but one of the things that strikes me is is half the people in New Jersey have never heard of Jack Chitterelli. And when you go back to all these other races that you've watched, I don't remember a gubernatorial campaign where this late people just don't know the other candidate. Why is that? Largely money. Largely money. I mean, meaning I think Chitterelli's done a decent job raising money, but the amount of money, David, and again, you know this very well, to be it, there is no New Jersey media market. I'm proud of our colleagues in public television, NJPBS. We do a great job every night on NJ Spotlight News. But, but the reality is it's a New York, Philadelphia media buy. You have to buy media in Philadelphia. I think it's the third or fourth largest media market. And the number one media market in the world, if you will, New York City, you've got to buy 30-second spots. So it really doesn't have enough money. Uh, I know I heard a spot right before on, on on WABC, but the reality is in order to be recognized and to be known by people, you have to be on again and again and again in prime time on all kinds of very expensive channels with high visibility programs. It's almost impossible. And further, Phil Murphy is known by so many largely 
my opinion, because of COVID, because of those daily press conferences. He did what he had to do, and he was very effective in communicating publicly. But again, people know him largely because of that. It was drowning out Jack Chitterelli, and now he's trying to play catch-up. You know, speaking with Steve Adubato, Emmy Award-winning anchor, you you are an expert on, on both leadership and communications. And, and one of the things that we have seen over the last year and a half is New Jerseyans largely approve of Murphy's leadership on on and his policies on dealing with COVID. Can Jack Chitterelli change how voters look at Murphy as a leader in 31 days? He's got to keep hammering away at the nursing home issue. He also has to do this. Murphy, it's just so interesting. I asked Governor Murphy this question, and I wish the governor and other people could just be candid and say, I made a mistake. This is the question I asked. I said, Chitterelli has a spot on right now where he leads with you, Governor, saying, if taxes are your issue, New Jersey's probably not your state, something like that. And I wanted the governor to say, you know what? I misspoke. That's not what I meant to say. And then he, he goes on to say, uh, well, no. Uh, Daycare is important and or excuse me, child care is important and, and climate change is important, all those things. I know, Governor, but did you make a mistake when you said with so many New Jerseyans leaving the state, how many have, how many have we lost to Florida, David, who now live there one day more than half the year? I wish the governor had said, you know what? That's not what I meant to say. I made a mistake. The reality is he's got he's got to hit the governor on taxes again and again and again, the highest property taxes in the nation. Um, the governor shockingly in the first debate that was held, said he was committed to not raising taxes in a second term. David, I don't know how that's possible with such a progressive, liberal agenda where there are so many spending programs. I don't. My math tells me you can't do that unless you cut a whole range of other state programs, reduce government spending, or raise taxes on wealthier. New Jerseyans or middle-class New Jerseyans, the math doesn't add up to me, but the governor said it. I don't think it's doable. Now, in those those read-my-lips, no-new-taxes types of broad pledges, they, they often they often wind up a, to be a disservice to, to, to the rest of your administration. He didn't have to say it, David. See, this is what's confusing to me. First of all, he says it. Uh, he get, I think he gets asked in the debate, uh, and again, I wish I had seen that before, we did the interview because I would have pressed him a little bit further on that. But he said um, he was asked, are you committed to not raising taxes? And of course, Chitterelli's going to say no. Most Republicans do. And then Murphy goes, yeah, sure. I'm not going to raise taxes. You got my word. I'm thinking to myself, what are you putting yourself in a box for? You're up by eight, ten points. You're a Democrat in a Democratic state. The taxes you're talking about raising are on wealthier New Jersey. And trust me, I'm not a fan of the high taxes, but he didn't have to say it. What do I think? I think at some point the governor's thinking beyond this race and sees himself potentially as a national slash presidential candidate. I have no other explanation for that because it didn't make sense to me. And we're, we're we, as often as the case when we talk, we, we, we go through a lot and we, we run out of time fast. But, but I want to ask one last question. Donald Trump is looming large in this race. Uh, and, and he, he's he's part of the ads, and he's he was brought mm-hmm. up at the debate, but but not as much about Joe Biden. And and you and I, as students of history, you know, I look at I look at Bill Clinton wins, and then Jim Florio loses, and and Barack Obama wins, and John Corzine loses. I mean, as much as New Jersey tried to have odd year elections that aren't focused on national issues, is is that working? Is is Joe Biden's 
Joe Biden's losing popularity now, and and even sure even yesterday on infrastructure and 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 maybe Gateway is not going to move along, and all of these delays. How much will Joe Biden impact Phil Murphy's reelection? I don't think much. And by the way, I am disappointed in the president's leadership. I do not believe he's done an effective job in pulling Democrats together. I'm not saying it's easy. Trust me, that Democratic Party is at least two different parties. Uh, especially in Congress. But I do not believe he's been out front enough. I do not think he's done a good enough job in getting Democrats together and helping them understand what's at stake if they lose this fight over infrastructure and a whole range of other things. Donald Trump is a, forget about an 800-pound gorilla. He's a 10,000-pound gorilla in this race because of who he is politically, because of the shadow that he that he leaves everywhere he goes. And the fact that Chitterelli's got to try to now run away from this guy in a state like New Jersey, which has no fan of Donald Trump, because once Trump becomes that big a figure and he hurts Chitterelli and Murphy uses Trump to bang Chitterelli over the head again and again, then where does where's the room for talking about Joe Biden? He's not that interesting a figure. I have totally disrespect former President Trump's leadership, not a fan at all of the way he interacted and communicated publicly or with people around him. Terrible leadership around the virus. But again, Joe Biden has just been ineffective, but not embarrassing in the same way. Not as interesting a figure. It's more about Trump and hurting Chitterelli. Well, we're all going to look forward to watching your interviews with uh, Phil Murphy and Jack Chitterelli over the next two weeks. Steve Adubato, uh anchor of State of Affairs, Amy Award winner, uh, author of Lessons in Leadership. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Best to you and your audience, David. Take Thank care. you. And this is David Wildston. I'm the editor of New Jersey Globe. I will be right back to talk a little bit more about lieutenant governors on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would, too, if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived a shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines at motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state? Come on, Phil. With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Cittarelli as governor, we will. Paid for by Chitterelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey. If you're a small business owner, you're probably looking for ways to stretch your dollar these days. So saving up to 30% on workers' comp insurance could mean more now than ever. That's why you owe it to yourself to check your rate with Pi Insurance. With Pi, it's easy to find out if you're leaving money on the table. Just get an online quote in three minutes on your computer or smartphone. Simply go to trypi.com and see if you're overpaying for workers' comp. Pi Insurance was created exclusively for small businesses, built to make workers' comp work for you with a simple online experience and trusted service. Pi is rated excellent on Trustpilot by customers who say they make getting insurance as easy as Pi. What are you waiting for? Find out today if you could save up to 30% for your workers' comp insurance. Ask your insurance agent for Pi Insurance or get a quote in three minutes at trypi.com. That's T-R-Y-P-I-E dot 
The New Jersey Globe Power Hour is on. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein. And the two candidates for lieutenant governor in New Jersey will meet in their first and their only debate on Tuesday, October 5th. Uh, Republican Diane Allen, she's a former state senator, is running with Jack Chitterelli. Democrat Sheila Oliver, the incumbent lieutenant governor, is running for the second time with Phil Murphy. And the race for lieutenant governor hasn't received a lot of attention, but it should, because lieutenant governors are just a heartbeat away from being governors. I mean, nobody knows this better than my friends on the other side of the Hudson River who've watched lieutenant governors become governors. It happened just last month when Andrew Cuomo resigned. It happened in 2008 when Elliot Spitzer resigned. So an important part of deciding who you want to be the governor, whether it's Jack Chitterelli or Phil Murphy, is knowing who they picked as a running mate. It's an important indicator of the kind of people Chitterelli or Murphy will pick to run state government departments and agencies if they win. And New Jersey's only had a lieutenant governor for the last 12 years. I mean, this, this, uh, like, like everything, it's a good Jersey story. Before there were lieutenant governors, the, the president of the state Senate was next in the line of succession. After George Bush was elected president, he, he picked Christy Whitman to be in his cabinet. So she resigned and Senate President Don DeFrancesco became governor. In, in 2004, when Jim McGreevy resigned the governorship, uh, Senate President Dick Cody became governor. He was there till John Corzine took office in 2006. So over a five-year period, New Jersey had an unelected governor for more than two years, and the state realized they needed to fix that, so they amended the Constitution. But but the story, you know, as everything in Jersey, got a, got a little bit crazier uh, because DeFrancesco's term expired as a senator a week before Jim McGreevy was taking office. He couldn't be acting governor if he was no longer in the legislature. It created a one-week vacancy in which time New Jersey had five governors. Uh, the, the Senate was split 2020, and there was a, uh, a, a power-sharing power sharing situation uh, it created this little crisis. So you had two guys, John Bennett and Dick Cody. They were each governor for three and a half days. It happens, it, you know, and it's important that we watch it. I'll be moderating this lieutenant governor debate between Diane Allen and Sheila Oliver. Mike Rasmussen of Ryder University, Chanel McLeod of Project Ready will join me. You can watch the debate on the New Jersey Globe website, NewJerseyGlobe.com. We're going to live stream it on our social media platforms. And more good news, lieutenant governor debate will be really broadcast right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC next Saturday. So thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't miss the debates. This is David Wildstein, the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would too if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived his shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines of motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state. Come on, Phil. 
With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Chitterelli as governor, we will. Paid for by Chitterelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey.